Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips. Joining me as always is Jeff Torrey. And today we have our Deep Sleepers episode, which is kind of fun. I actually enjoy this one. I like looking down the list and seeing all the players who... You know, there might be a reason why they could possibly become some fantasy relevant this year. Right now, these guys are not fantasy relevant at all. Starting the year, we're not ranking them that way. And kind of on our list, I don't even know how deep. We haven't compared the list yet, but we're down into like 50-plus for running back and like 60-plus for wide receiver kind of a range. Like, we're going way, way down there. These guys are border. Most, I mean, a lot of these guys are not going to be drafted. Or if they are, they're complete 100% last-round guys. So that's kind exactly. of exactly. So yeah, these guys could really come out of nowhere to have to be useful on your team. That's yep. what we're kind of going for. Yep. That's that's what we're looking at here. But you know, make sure you visit us at Twitter, the FF Profit, Instagram, Fantasy Football Profit. Once we'll make an Instagram post on our list here, our top five list. I'm interested to see reaction. I always find that very fascinating. See if people agree with us on our deep sleepers. And then also you can check out our website, fantasyfootballprofit.com. But before we get into the, the list here, Jeff, I have a new segment, another new segment. And right. again, I think we've talked about this before, not terribly creative with names on segments. We should have, I feel like we should have like a, a, like a voice, like the big announcer voice come in right now and like hit, hit a button, you know, say my, whatever my I, segment is. I, I feel like you, it should be a button that just says Craig's random segment. Well, I, I feel like would, we changed it. It would come in anyway. and be like, this is my, this is my title for this one. Info to remember. Ooh. Right. You know, fancy, <laughs> right? Can you see, can you imagine the big announcer voice coming in saying that? All right. In, the info to remember is we've actually, we've feel like we have just, we're constantly bringing this up on our last couple shows we've done. Started with the breakouts. We even talked about it in our Moncrief Crabtree episode. And it's the whole idea of the third-year receiver breakout slash fourth-year receiver breakout. And just trying to get that into people's minds is kind of what I'm – that's why it's info to remember. Remember this info. Because I'm trying to get this into people's minds. When you're looking at your drafts, maybe we're not going to 100% be right on all these guys and who could break out. But that's what I'm saying. Look at these players and who could break out possibly. Third, fourth-year receivers are a big one to go after. Just list off some guys here. Third-year receivers – that had a big step in their third year. Des Bryant was a third-year breakout. DeAndre Hopkins was a third-year breakout. Demarius Thomas was a third-year breakout. Eric Decker, Roddy White. You can go down the list like even deeper than that. Then, like we said, Antonio Brown is a fourth-year breakout. There's a lot of these big-time players that broke out third, fourth years. And I'm saying that because I probably have three guys on this list that are third- and fourth-year guys, which – you know, and I, we won't be able to look this up right yep. away. But actually, a very interesting point too, because every single one of those guys, obviously, very talented, highly you know sought after in the NFL draft. But most of them were not the number one wide receiver right away. I'm trying to think yep. like, um, well, you named Julio, right? Julio was behind Roddy, Roddy White. White. You know, Des was behind. I think Williams at the time. Um, Antonio Roy, yeah. Roy Williams. Yep. Uh, obviously, Antonio Brown was behind multiple people. Yeah, um, Decker. So, and, exactly. I think Decker and Thomas broke out like the same year. It was because of Peyton Manning, maybe, but yeah, still, like, that, yeah probably, <laughs> maybe they went from Tebow to Manning. Maybe yeah, that was so that's another one. interesting one. So watching just, when they finally get that, uh, when they yeah. finally going to get the a lion's share of the receptions. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to do. So get that information in your head. These kind of players, and actually, I just I'm kind of curious. Some of the other third year guys coming into their third year, 
Mari Cooper's coming into his third year. Yeah, we're big on him. Devontae Parker's coming into his third year. Talked about, yeah. you know, I think that he's kind a breakout. Jamison Crowder, I think, is coming into his third year. Yeah, you know? he did a very. I'm, I'm liking him too. Kevin White's coming into his third year. Maybe. Would, Can uh, you consider would, it to be his third say, year? Would Terrell Pryor be considered his <laughs> second year? Or? You know, that's a. Devin Funches is coming into his third year. Yeah, is, yeah I'm not too I've said Funches' name a couple times now on different shows. Yeah, like, I don't know why. I do not know why. <laughs> but, you know, those are just some of the some of the guys that are, you know, it's just those are kind of guys that just be, maybe be interested in. There's some other ones that never panned out. Doriel Green Beckham, been released. Yeah. Nelson Aguilar. Tyler Lockett's a third-year guy. That's a one to be kind of watching, maybe. I, will, I kind of, you know, Tyler Lockett could be something. That's, could be. that's an interesting one, you know. Those are just some of the guys. Keep those guys in mind and know that, like, third-year receivers, they can break out. Stephon Diggs is a third-year receiver. You know, there's a lot of these guys that could make a bigger leap this year. But that's just something, you know, I guess just remember as we're going, as you're in your drafts, and if you need to pick up a guy like, you know, late in your draft and it's a cheap guy and you just want to add to your bench and get some potential, look at those guys. So, And I'll have a couple more for you here that, especially in deeper leagues, you might want to get to. Well, let's just get started, Jeff. You're number five. Number five from my deep sleeper list. And this guy is number five because he is pretty deep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's very deep, but uh, this guy is Kenny Galladay. Oh, yeah. So he's going to be the Lions' number three wide receiver. Yep. He is going to be a rookie. But as you know, uh, Stafford's very capable. And they do have Ebron and, and Golden Tate. And um, uh, help me with their number two. <laughs> Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. That's how much I, I blocked him out of my mind he, because he, he, your team he burned year, me so badly. <laughs> um, but Tate and Marvin Jones were both very, very up and down. Tate didn't come on until the end of the year. Marvin Jones didn't do anything in the second oh, half of the year. Brutal. Ebron hasn't really come on yet. And Galladay comes in here. Bolden's gone, yeah. Yeah, he comes in here, and he is a very tall guy that has some speed. Um, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, but they seem to be impressed with him so far. And uh, it just seems like a possible situation where he could work himself into uh, a nice little share of the pie, if you will. So... Go. He's uh, my number five guy on my deep sleeper list. Yeah, and I've actually been interested in him too. Just we haven't had a. This is the first time we've really had a chance to talk about him because yeah. there's been no reason to talk about him. And he went so to far. a smaller school too, so it's yeah. kind of like he's really flying under the radar. He he is, and yeah, I've I've actually been kind of, I'm I've been targeting more for our, our dynasty league in like you know like a third round dynasty pick kind of a thing. Guy I think would be really good, but he's definitely got to look out for just in the regular draft. Was he ranked ninety fourth right now? Yeah, so he is very deep. <laughs> 100% undraftable in a 10 team league. He won't be drafted in a 10 team league. Probably. No. But this is he he has that there is a lot of potential there. It really it really is. And he was a third round pick. So it's yeah. not like a throwaway pick by any means. No, no, not at all. And it's I, there's a lot there. There could be. And this, that's what this list is. We don't know these guys these guys aren't probably on your waiver wire to start the year. Just watch them, but I like that one a lot actually. I think there's some he, Marvin Jones didn't show much in the second half of last year, so no, he really didn't. They really have a good offense. Wanted. That's a good one. All right, my number five is going to be Rex Burkhead. Okay, He's the 59th ranked running back. This kind of contradicts my Mike Gillisley breakout, but it's not like I'm predicting this. I was I was really waiting for one of us to throw a, a Patriots yeah. running back on there and just be like the other guys, like oh, well, <laughs> just and that's, back why, but that's why he's my number five, and I'm yeah. not predicting anything at all. I don't necessarily think he. You know, he's going to be like... Do you know what he's ranked right now? He's 59th right now. There's, But that's the thing. They signed him in the offseason, yes, but they signed him before they got Gillisley. They wanted Gillisley later on. 
it's the Patriots, though. And would it 100% shock you if by week one or two, Rex Burkhead is the lead back and Gillis Lee is just like a goal line guy? It wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. No, nothing would shock so me about that. So that's why it's when you're going this far down the list, it's a guy that, you know, yeah, he is asleep. There's some, there's a chance, there's a better than zero chance that he becomes a productive player. And if he gets any kind of workload on that offense, he becomes, you know, very valuable quickly. Yeah. I'm not saying that, I'm not, definitely not predicting this. It's just I want to throw him out there at my fifth because he's a sleeper. He was great at the end of last year for Cincinnati. That's why he, when he first went to New England, people were kind of excited about it. And then Gillisley came in. So he changed yeah. that. But he averaged 4.6 yards carry last year on 74 carries. So, I mean, it's not much to look at. He's going to be his – he's already in his fifth year, though. So, he's been around. He hasn't really – he only had 13 um, carries his first three seasons combined before last year. So. And you never know who is going to be in the doghouse, you know, you know, with the Patriots. I feel like there's at least one player that pretty much fumbles the ball twice yep. or something like that. And all of a sudden, they just get their carries cut completely. Mm-hmm. Opens it up for the next guy, so well, and anything can happen in that back. I mean, I really would say has. chances are better, are better than they're not. Than that, he will have at least one or two weeks where he's up there in points, fifteen points fantasy wise at least. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's why I don't you can't predict. What's yeah, that's happen, why I don't like the Patriots yeah. running backs either because yep. you can't, you don't know who's going to be when. And yep. but that's, I mean, that's a very, very true though. He absolutely could be, a, especially a deep sleeper. Yeah, it's just list. a deep sleeper. He's a guy that if you're way down that list, I mean. Again, you're not going to put them on your team unless you're in a really deep league and you need to have all these bench right. spots. But uh, and you go down the list, and the funny thing is he's actually the highest player on my list, on my overall list here, 59th running back. So well, that's it. There's not much else to it. When right. he plays with the Patriots, there's potential there because he's yeah. a great offense. Who's your number four? Number four is a running back and another rookie, actually. But this one is Donald Pumphrey. So this one's interesting because I feel like they kind of drafted – the guy that's going to take over for the Sproles position. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to be in every down back by any means. Yeah. But Sproles is, what, 34? He's going to be 35. I feel like he should fall off any day now. So, <laughs> and he's a speed back, so even more so. And he's tiny. Uh, Pumphrey seems like he's getting reps, so he could step right into that role. And on top of that, you do have a bruiser. They got Blunt, but you you're not from, a big fan remember of Remember from our breakout podcast, I told you I'm done with Blunt. Yeah, exactly. So I'm done so, with Blunt. I like this pick. Yeah, you pair these two guys <laughs> up, and really you're just waiting for are one you, injury. I mean. Are, were you impressed with Smallwood last year? I wasn't. Nah, I wasn't. I just, no. I, the blue I saw, I wasn't. Eh. But that's my I, thing. I think he I is wasn't. like, I mean, one injury to Sproles, and Pumphrey is going to get a lot and a lot of playing time right mm-hmm. off the bat. Um, and who knows? Maybe he's a little more versatile than I think, and maybe he'll score a few more touchdowns, and he would be very, very usable. So um, I'm picking him as my number four deep sleeper. Um, he's one that you probably want to just keep an eye on, see what you hear about. Once again, probably not going to end up on your, your list, but he, he's kind of an interesting, intriguing player. And he, that offense, I feel like, is going to be better. Went second year, Alshon's there. It should be a better offense. Mm-hmm. Who I feel like it's really not being talked about very much. I don't see a lot of people terribly excited about Wentz or Jeffrey or anybody on that offense. And if they, I think they'll be better, and overall, it just helps everything. It yeah. Just helps the whole team. And Blunt, he's going to be on goal line, and that's he's and not going. He's not going to be between the twenties there. No. So who is that going to be? You know, and I, I'm not sold on it being Smallwood. I don't think they are either. If they were, why would they bring Blunt in? Why would they draft Pumphrey? Yeah, and I so. think this guy is. He does. He just has a lot of opportunity. If he, is he, down he 92nd right now. 
Yeah, if he comes and shows right away, he yep. will get playing time. No, I, I like that one because there's definitely potential there. All right, my number four is going to be Paul Richardson from Seattle. 77th ranked Was wide receiver. not expecting that one. All right. Richardson. Lay it on, man. Why do you like him? I just picked a name out of a hat, Jeff. <laughs> no. Okay, Paul Richardson. His stats, there's not much there. He, but really what he did was he came on towards the end of last year. He's going to be a fourth-year guy. So he pretty much lost his second year. He only had one catch, played one game. So mm-hmm. that's where it kind of like, it, you know, it's hard to really go off these numbers. I just You look at what he did at the end of last year, he's getting okay, – it's still – it's not that impressive. He had like four catches each of the last two games, basically. It wasn't like it was crazy, but you could see them starting to target him. He had five targets in um, second to last game and seven targets in the next one. So he, went, he had four for 42, four for 40, and a touchdown. That's not crazy. That's not amazing at all. I understand. But I always thought there was some potential there with Richardson. I've seen it a little bit. I always kind of was looking at him deep in a dynasty league. And the bigger thing is Seattle, once you get past Baldwin, I mean, Jermaine Curse is their number two. Lockett, we I brought up he's another guy who's like in his third year, but he, he's been injury prone. So play. is somebody it could Lockett could step into the number two, but there's there's a chance that Richards could be their number two by the end of the year. And they did they were targeting towards the end of the year. They started to there, and it wasn't like they were out of it. They were still they went to the playoffs. They're still a playoff team, and they started actually looking for him there. So and they weren't like there were these blowouts where. They're just throwing them at the end of the games. They actually lost week 15, or not week, week 16, with him getting those targets. And they won by only two in the last game. So it wasn't like they're in these games where they're just throwing these rookies out at the end of the, you know, or rookies, whatever. But it's just a potential guy there. He's way down the list. Obviously not predicting it. Probably not even going to, yeah, he won't even start the year on my dynasty bench probably. But. Right. There is some potential if you think Wilson's back. If you think Wilson can be a top guy, if you if there's you don't think Wilson's a top ten guy right now. Well, most people do though, and have him up to be a six. If they think that, I mean, can Baldwin and Graham get all of the targets? I mean, maybe I guess. I mean, they there kind of, they kind somebody of have else, been. Somebody has to jump in there. You would think. And, yes. And I don't think it's going to be precise. And and we both agree that Russell Wilson. Like most quarterbacks, especially he's he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but the reason I don't have him in the top ten is because he was propped up by rushing numbers, and those tend to go down as you get older. So, can his throwing yards, touchdowns increase to kind of make up for that to keep the offense going in the right direction? Absolutely, he's a good quarterback, yep. and if they do, they will have to find more targets. So I, I do I like that one. It's a it's kind of a. a a ballsy call, but it's um because he's a little farther down the yeah, depth chart than you like. It's just one of the few teams that's actually a good team that supposedly has a good quarterback and Jermaine Curse at number two. It's, yeah, and Lockett, just, and you're right. And those two guys have not solidified themselves, even though they they seem to have the talent. Well, by you know, if I was gonna pick Lockett Richardson, I'd probably I'd pick Lockett, but I'm going right. deeper here. And yeah, just say, you know, Lockett's no no lock here for the. <laughs> I didn't mean to Ooh. That. I did not. Yes. <laughs> Real cool there. Yeah. Playing that one. All right. I like it. I <laughs> That's like my it. number four. Who's your number three? My number three is Chris Hogan. Chris so Hogan. New England. So the thing I love about this guy is not only is he like 87th in wide mm-hmm. receiver right now, so he's way low, 
but he looks like he's going to be the wide receiver three in a Patriots offense that does not discriminate. Um, he throws it to everyone. Yep. So you have Julian Edelman and Brandon Cooks. So you have two guys that tend to be short on the shorter side of wide receivers, but are both very, very talented at getting open. Um, and we're thinking Cooks could probably be a little bit more of a deep threat. Um, but Julian Edelman's really not. He's more of a middle-of-the-field guy. Um, and I think Hogan could step into a role. I mean, 6'1", 210. He's last year, um, first year with New England, mm-hmm. 15 games, uh, 680 yards and four TDs as who knows what he was ranked. It's not that bad, really. No, I mean, what, I mean, he was like the fifth wide receiver. I don't know. Yeah. You still have Malcolm Mitchell, though. You have that. You know, you have, you have a lot of stuff that you have no idea, right? But he has the talent. He's in a position that if you get Tom Brady's trust, you will be usable. I mean, even yep. those numbers last year, yep. um, well, you know, you could have plugged and played him a little bit. It would have been a big deal. And you know, he is. He's all over the board. You never know when he's going to strike. Yeah. But if he's more consistent, I, I kind of like him. And that's why I had a New England running back. You have a New England receiver. It's not a bad thing to get, you know, I mean, to look at players on a great offense that, hey, you know, you don't know. There's a couple injuries ahead of him. I mean, oh, yeah. I, just, I, don't, I mean, if, really if, one injury. If there's a couple injuries, I don't think the offense is going to suffer too greatly. It's still going to be good, and he will be fine there. So it's just he's yeah. way down the list. So I mean, just, Malcolm Mitchell is the biggest obstacle because it's very very good i mean they're going to use both of them don't get me wrong he's the interesting one i don't 100 know what he is yeah i, I don't know yet i, I don't, don't know it's is he it's the new it's the new england thing i mean there's been these other guys in the last couple of years and for some reason i can't even think of their names i'm completely drawing a blank on the two receivers they had a couple of years ago yeah i mean i think they still have amandola too but not even like they had a couple other guys that oh yeah yeah i'm, well, I'm just completely drawing a blank well and that's that's once they because once they left new england you just kind of boom you forget about him. Yeah, I was gonna say Malcolm even... Mitchell. I feel like was still there. Yep. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Guys... No idea. I, he, yeah. I don't know if they're on the team and anymore. I know this is great, great, great podcast. <laughs> I, I gotta look this up and just kind of you know see. But that's the thing. Like, I don't know if my Malcolm Whit- Mitchell. He how good is he actually? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if the Patriots make all these guys better than what they are, and it's funny because they're the only thing about Malcolm Mitchell. He's He's much. He's younger than than who I was just talking about. <laughs> we're we're killing it right now. Than uh, Chris than Chris Hogan. Yeah. So yeah. that's the crazy part. Is Chris Hogan? I believe is twenty eight. I think he's older than I think he. Is. Yeah. But so, it's still that's that's no that's fine. Wide right? receiver. That's great. But it's still fine. Chris Hogan yeah. is twenty eight, and he was in Buffalo for three years before he went to New England, and he was kind of stuck in just purgatory on a team that doesn't really throw, and he got anywhere from, you know, the last two or the second, third year, he got 41 receptions and 36 receptions. So they didn't really use him, um, so you don't really know what this guy's all about. And Malcolm Mitchell is very, very much like kind of the same guy, just younger, still 6'1", 200 pounds. And he almost has, and he was a rookie last year, but – um, he almost has identical numbers. So if you're you're kind of guessing, but everyone's hyping Malcolm Mitchell up more, even though Chris Hogan has an inside track for wide receiver three right now. And he had a couple of like, really big games last year that, I mean, I think he's ahead of Amendola now, right? Like, for sure. Yeah, I think is probably on his way out. Um, he's, <laughs> he's still there, though, so. Yeah. I don't know. It's... And yeah, that's why I said we're not drafting these guys. We're, we The New England offense, man, it's just so... Just... It's impossible to tell who's going to get the catch of the hot hand. Um, but if you do strike on these guys early, yep. you'll be in a good position. So he's yep. my number three. All right. Who do you got? All right. Well, before that, Aaron Dobson and Kemperl Thompson. Ah, that's who it was. That was. Oh, that was killing me too. Right. Like, remember those names now, but yeah. once they left New England, 
Yeah, nobody's. Uh, is that is that Mitchell? Uh, we'll see. All right, we'll find out. Number three, DeAndre Washington. Oh Oakland. yeah, I like that. I like he's that pick. the 69th ranked running back right now. And this had to make I had to make this decision. Was it Washington or Richard for this spot? I would, I would, I would pick Washington as well. So. What's Marshawn Lynch? Is he going to be as good as he was? We don't know. That's that's it. That's the only reason. That's why Washington's here. I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect from Lynch. I think he'll be good, but he could easily come in there and get hurt right away or just not be the same guy. And it's more, if he's not the same guy, he's still going to get all the carries. It's if he gets hurt. Yeah. If he gets hurt, Washington could jump in to be the number one running back on a, I think it's a great offense. So that's and he's the 69th ranked running back. He's he, down there. Is he already considered the third down back? He, I don't. Even, I mean, you would think well, he would. We don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, we don't know how to shake this, up, but he will right get now. he will get playing time like, anyway. As a rookie, here last year's rookie, 87 carries, 467, only two touchdowns, but five point yard, five point four yards per carry. So, and they got rid of, they let Murray go, not knowing they were going to get Lynch for sure. There's probably some. They probably had that. Right, it was the idea that he could be, but but they I'm were perfectly sure. fine if Lynch didn't come there with exactly. Washington, you know, and, and Richards. Yeah. They were perfectly fine with that. So it's just I had to pick one, and I think Washington is the guy. I do me. too. I I really like that pick. I, I just think that's yeah, that's that's a player way. I mean, way down the list, almost seventieth. Like he could be a top running back if I mean, out of all the guys in the top twenty running back wise, Lynch has to me probably the best chance to get injured. So he's way up there. Other than maybe McCoy, the older guys, McCoy, Murray, those kind of guys. But Lynch is older. So. Yeah, he is older. Yeah, so no doubt about that's it. That's just where you got to watch that out. But if you're a Lynch owner, I think you should get Washington. Yeah, it's a scary one for that handcuff because yep. you don't know for sure. Both it's those it. guys will I'm, play I'm if just, he goes down. I guess down. I'm just saying it's Washington. I'm getting, yeah. That's who I would go for if he's I had a, to make a He's choice. a great sleeper pick, though. Number two. Number two. And it's a guy I feel like I keep hyping up. But it's a running back from Houston, Deontay Foreman. And I know people, I feel like every time I hear his name up come up, they just, everyone hates him. I don't know why, but I just feel like that's kind of the consensus of everyone. <laughs> but he's a giant back, and I feel like everywhere, he went to Texas, and everyone I hear, pushed him aside, and he won the Doak Walker. He ran for an obscene amount of yardage. He did great. Um, so he was picked in the third round, and the thing I love about this is he comes in a situation with his skill set, he can come in and contribute right away so I think he's going to come in and be the goal line back and I just don't see why you would put Lamar Miller there um you know Lamar Miller doesn't usually score that many touchdowns he had the biggest bulk of carries he's ever had last year and he you know it didn't look like it actually helped his production that much um you can make a case for their quarterback situation blah 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 but what it comes down to is Alfred Blue who was number two, had 100 carries yeah, last I year. Think Foreman's that guy now. I think he's going to get more carries Maybe. than 100, and I think they're going to use him a very much so uh, short yardage situations, mm-hmm. and I think he can be a TD vulture like we've never seen before. So so I, I, I'm really high on him. Once again, he is a sleeper still, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but um, I think he has an incredible amount of upside for for a deep guy like this where you can get yeah, at, true. where is he right now, for 66th what? overall in the running back. I got a lot of crap for saying Lamar Miller is a top five safe player on our <laughs> top five safe player episode. 
And so I guess the majority of the fantasy football community is with you and not me on this. So. I don't know. I think I've, heard, I've heard a lot of Herman talk though too. Like have you? that, like yeah, yeah. People are a lot of people are saying to say he's not that good. Yeah, they don't think he has the talent. You know, I'm um, not some huge talent evaluator here of guys in college. It's hard to translate that. I feel I don't know how to translate that. Yeah. But to put up those kind of numbers in the Big Twelve, I guess the Big Twelve's defense isn't that great. It's still Division One, top Division One. You, you look at all these guys, you know, so it's, like it's hard to say. No, I mean like guys that come out of small schools or guys that were overlooked because of a number of reasons. Yep. I mean, there's a there's a yep. ton of them. I mean, starting with, I mean Antonio Brown, even Flacco came out of a small school, and and on top of that, you just never know. Usually, a lot of guys that are very ha- highly sought after yep. are get thrust into the position. Deontay Foreman have no pressure whatsoever. No, that's why he's our deep. He's a deep sleeper. Yeah, it's, there's a good. There's a chance Miller was not productive. Really, he was okay, and he was safe enough. Like I said, like if maybe Houston's not okay with that though. Maybe that safe and oh, just okay, which I think is good for a running back three. They could care less about. And they want right. the guy who's going to be a lot better. So. I do want to just point out once again. Uh, Lamar Miller, he did miss two games last year, and he with 268 rushes, he only got uh, a little over almost 1,100 yards and only five touchdowns. So he yeah. and he recorded his well, it tied his lowest clip per average, so four yards a carry. So I think if you can get cut his carries back, throw him the ball more, get him into the places he can succeed, and then pound it out with Foreman, I think they would be better anyway. So I keep I keep thinking I just. This, I just feel like this is the best thing for the team, and it'll work out for my fantasy as well. So I think it'll be good. All right. Number two for Number me. Two for you. I can't believe we haven't overlapped yet. <laughs> I don't know if we will. So mm. maybe. Who knows? We'll see. This is the one. It has to be the one because you already know my number one, I guess. That's so. true. Um, here it is. Number two, Chris Conley. No, we're not going to overlap. And Chris Conley is right now ranked as the 82nd wide receiver which to me is insane because who is Tyreek Hill really the number one? Yes, in theory, he's their best wide receiver, but in that traditional prototypical wide receiver one, it's not Matt. Who is it? It's Chris Conley. At the very least, he's their second wide receiver. Yes, it's just a little Alex Smith throwing the ball, but someone like 82nd ranked for somebody who's Guaranteed to be the number one or two on a team in receptions. And I don't see Tyree Kill as a huge target guy. I think Chris Conley, yeah, it's going to be Travis Kelsey. He is the, yeah. their main guy. But Conley, even last year, with Kelsey getting all those targets, with Tyree Kill coming on, with Macklin still there, 44 catches for 530 yards as a second-year guy. He went from 17 to 199 year one to 44, 530 year two. He made a jump. There's a there's you can see the progress. You can see the the jump happening, and now he has less competition. So as a deep sleeper, as the 82nd ranked guy, you you can't find a guy with much more. Just he's going to be out there. It's just yeah, how much are they going to run the ball with him? Are you Spencer Ware, Kareem Hunt? I don't know how good they're going to be. Spencer Ware is okay. Everyone's hyping up Kareem Hunt, thinking he'll take over, but there's no guarantee. He went to Toledo. He went to a small school. There's no guarantee he's anything. He's still a third-round guy. I mean, I think Chris Conley at the very least should be ranked higher than 82nd. Maybe he should, maybe he should be more in the 60s. Maybe that's, I don't know. I think that's really deep for a guy who's going to be a number two receiver. But really, I think in, the, in a wide receiver one role. So, But I guess he's the third guy getting targets. So I yeah. guess that's where he is. It's very interesting, though. But he, is a, he could be their possession guy. That's that's kind of what I'm and looking at. And I, do, I always worry about – the thing I worry about Tyreek Hill is – with all that speed, 
to have a quarterback that's not known for his arm, yeah, it's you know it's going to be a little bit frustrating for the guy, especially only in his second season. So um, having a guy that that's six three, two hundred, like the like you were talking about the prototypical kind of wide receiver that yeah. can run fifteen yards down the field, turn back, yeah. and you can throw it to him. Um, yeah, I kind of like that. I, to be honest, I completely overlooked this guy too. So. I just picked him up in our dynasty league, just to of course, let of course. you know he's now on my my roster. But oh, that's just yeah, I like him. I like I like I do like him a lot actually for what his potential role is, and that he's you can get him in a you can go. I don't care how deep of a league you go, you're gonna you still be able to get him for nothing. It just I think it's a little I think it's a little too far down. Eighty second. I don't know. I guess people are just down. They're not. No one is in love with the Kansas City passing offense. Maybe Smith goes down, Mahomes comes in, changes everything. Right. That would, you know, that's all potential. Could, like, could happen, but that's why they're deep sleepers. Who is your number one guy? Number one deep sleeper is going to be uh, one last rookie, actually. Um, and once again, it's a mix between talent and the position he's in and how much opportunity he's going to have, and that's Zay Jones. Yeah. Zay Jones is currently ranked the 69th wide receiver. That's still that's that's deep there. So he is once again 6'2", 200 pounds. He's on Buffalo, which is not uh you know it doesn't throw the ball like a lot of the other teams in the league. But he's also number two already as a rookie, and he is number one is Sammy Watkins. Definitely a talent, but he's always hurt. So he could step in and be a wide receiver one. Yep. Right away. And so you know he's going to get production that way. And on top of that, maybe he's – I mean, he already has somewhat of size. But the thing is the guy knows how to get open. He knows how to catch the ball. The guy had 158 receptions in his <laughs> senior year. I know it's college. Yeah, and I know he went to a, a smaller school. Wait, East Carolina, everyone? Yeah, 158 catches. Are you kidding me? We started talking about that when we way back when we were getting ready for the draft. And we, we didn't know much about him. We saw the stats. Yeah. I know it's a small school, but, I mean. It's ridiculous. Amount. That's insane. So, I mean, That's crazy. it's I mean, just one of those. And so, for some reason, Watkins goes down. I don't care if he's ready or he's dropping yep. balls or anything. It doesn't seem like he drops well, anything. Even a healthy but, Watkins is only going to help him, I feel like. He's just yeah. going to be productive, I feel. I think he's going to be. He ha- I mean, he's going to have a large piece of this role, and he's mm-hmm. not right now. He's currently not being drafted like yeah, that. Yeah, that's... That's why I like these deep sleepers. There's, yeah. there's some guys who really could be up there. Yeah, Zay Jones is one of – that's why he's number one. He could end up on my team. Yeah. And him well, and, him yeah. and Deontay Foreman. So that's yep. why they were one. All right, my number one, not going to go too much into it. If you listen to our breakout episode last week, you can get the whole scoop. It's Mark Easley. And that's kind of how Mark Easley ended up on my breakouts is going through breakouts. I was going through sleepers, and I was kind of going down the list, and Mark Easley just kept jumping out to me. He's 71st ranked. And – we went over the numbers. He only had 10 less catches than Allen Robinson last year. He's clearly, to me, taken over the number two spot from Allen Hearns. And I think the offense will be better overall. Not sure how much better, but I think Fournette helps him. Just helps. Yeah, that should maybe they still be more of a running team. But I think that just helps That helps passing. That just yeah. just because you get good, I think it just helps the team. They'll be on the field more. Yeah. There'll be more opportunities for everybody. I think you saw the decline of the, the touchdowns thrown by Bortles from – from last year to the year prior yep. to that, and it was it was pretty drastic. Um, and I think the run game will only help that because you're not just dropping back in coverage and trying to pick everything off. Yep. So yeah, I after it, looking at the stats from the last one, I, I was really surprised. He's very very easy to overlook, yep. but um, Marquise Lee finally creeping back after all that hype about you know coming out of USC. I guess 
made it to both of my lists on these last couple of shows. So, I mean, 71st rank, that's deep there. That's I think there's deep. some good – that's why I think wide receiver, we always we say we're loading up at running back because you can get really, really, really far down this list and see guys that you think that there's actually some chance that they could do something there. There's a lot more of that at wide receiver than running back. Yeah. So and The thing that blows my mind um, – so a lot of these guys, obviously – Mine are like rookies or, yep. man, they could make the big jump. You've legitimately found a guy, Marquise Lee, that was playable last year, that 850 yards and three TDs, right? So there was weeks where you could play him last year, yeah. and he wasn't always the wide receiver too. So you're actually finding a guy you can get that late that, I mean, heck, he jumps up just a little bit, and he's a 1,000 a thousand and six. I mean, that's a very playable guy. Well, and I mean, that's why he's, he's so far down. He's a deep sleeper because, yeah, maybe that is his ceiling. Maybe he will never get better than that. But when you look at a guy who was drafted in the second round and was a good college player, and we know there's talent there. These are the kind of guys that do break out in these third, fourth years. And so we keep hounding that third, fourth year receiver thing. But I just think that's something good to look at and just – Keep in mind, and that's how you're going to find a couple guys, that, especially if you're in a keeper league, you get these guys for nothing. If they break out, you're setting your keeper league for however many years, you know, with that. And I think he's just good player. I mean, yeah, he has had some good weeks here that he was very playable. I'd say, like, he had a just a couple of these weeks. He had a, a 7 for 107 week. Good, good, good game there. A 4 for 84, a 5 for 113, 6 for 86. That's just some of them, you know. Five for seventy-five. There's a few like that's yeah. People are, I guess, that's a problem. A lot of people don't get too excited about seven, eight point weeks. Some of those seventy or eighty, but we have to start somewhere. You got bye weeks and you have to fill it in. And sometimes I think Mark Easley's a very safe player. Maybe he should have been. He wouldn't make my top five safe players, but he has that potential to be a safe guy. And you're getting him for nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. And on top of that, the first two years he did battle with injuries. He played. He missed three games. Then he missed six. Two thousand fifteen. Um, and then, so last year he played all games and he had to deal with the fact that Hearns was, you know, he had to overcome the amount of playing time, amount of snaps he even saw. Yeah. And the kind of the, the poor play by Bortles in the offense as well. So the fact that he already has a yardage um, makes me, you know, kind of believe in the fact that he could easily make that next jump. Yeah. And at his position, that is crazy value. And if he breaks out and becomes somebody you play every week, I'll try not to bring it up every episode. So <laughs> yeah. I'll just make sure, you know, I'll bring it up once or twice. But <laughs> that'll be it. Every, probably every recap. Hey, Marquise Lee. Let's see what he did. But I think that's it. That's all I got for yeah, the deep sleepers. You know what I'm excited about? I think we should do coming up is super deep sleepers. Like, get real, real into real, it. Real, just way too into it. Right? <laughs> like, you know, 100 plus, like. I yeah, it might might be only like a two or three like list long. Yeah, it's probably about true. Maybe we'll go like yeah, you can get like you know, Geronimo Allison. I love that dude though. Right, that, <laughs> so, that's gonna be a fun episode. He was, he was so good in the playoffs. Marquise Goodwin. Those are all hundred plus yeah. guys. So that's another good one. You know, that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah, maybe we should because I'd like both of those guys. They have legit opportunity. I just to play don't know if we both can come up with top five us for that. So. Yeah, it might yeah. be a podcast top five once again, but. We'll get to that probably. I think we will. That's actually kind of an interesting episode, especially for those dynasty leagues and those. That's more of like for dynasty teams. We got to get some more dynasty content out there. True. You know, so. But we'll be back with some more episodes this week. We'll have some more five minute podcasts. Whatever. Whatever. We still don't have a name. 
we'll come up with something for you guys. But we will talk to you guys next time.